Good morning, and welcome to the 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time meeting of Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you, Big Book Study. My name is Rick J, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater from Cary, North Carolina. Today is Monday, May 22nd, 2023. We are reading from the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous in the chapter, Into Action, on page 83, the first paragraph, beginning with, yes, there is a long period of reconstruction ahead in reading through patience, tolerance, kindliness, and love. Today's readers are Morgan K, the 12 Steps, Margie, the 12 Traditions, and our big book readers are Craig F in the text, Judith SP on page 164, and Nancy R is our backup reader. Our newcomer reader is Colleen M, and our second hour moderator is Maria F. The share ID for Sunday, May 21st, 2023, is 20,279. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive eater who still suffers. At a vision for you big book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. Here are the steps we took which are suggested as a program of recovery. I will now ask Morgan Kay to read the 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. Good morning, this is Morgan Kay. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Manitoba, Canada. The 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. Step one. We admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people whenever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. 10, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you for having me be of service. Thank you, Morgan. I will now ask Margie to read the 12 traditions of OA. Thank you, uh, Rick. This is Margie, a recovered but not cured from Massachusetts. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends on OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, 
a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants they do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous, except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for letting me do service, and I pass. Thank you, Marge. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes, at the end of which I will give you a gentle reminder. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year, and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. The share press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to remute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. Today we resume our study of the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous in the chapter into action on page 83. The first paragraph, beginning with, yes, there is a long period of reconstruction ahead and reading through patience, tolerance, kindliness, and love. I will now ask Craig F. to begin reading. Hi, good morning. This is Craig F. Recovered in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Yes, there is a long period of reconstruction ahead. We must take the lead. A remorseful mumbling that we are sorry won't fill the bill at all. We ought to sit down with the family and frankly analyze the past as we see it, being very careful not to criticize them. Their defects may be glaring, but the chances are that our own actions are partly responsible. So we clean house with the family, asking each morning in meditation that our Creator show us the way of patience, tolerance, kindness, and love. Um, good paragraph. Um, the, you know, uh, central to uh, our recovery process, central to this inventory, uh, 
process that starts in in step four and goes all the way through eleven or through ten um, is this concept that you know that we're cleaning our side of the street that we uh, are uh, uh, not taking other people's inventory that we're taking our own inventory. Um, Dr. Uh, Paul back in the uh, Dr. Alcoholic Addict, the acceptance chapter in the stories talks about how he had to turn his magnifying glasses around and, and that he, when he had the glasses on, the magnifying glasses on, they magnified his wife's faults and then he, but he had to turn them around and, and minimize her faults and magnify his own in order to find recovery, uh, in order to, uh, uh, find this spiritual way of life. And, uh, you know, that's not that, of course, that's rooted in this ego reduction process that we're talking about. You know, my ego wants to defend itself, uh, especially with family. You know, I want to, I, I want to find their faults and minimize my own in order to make myself feel not so downtrodden, you know, uh, not to, in order to, you know, I can justify it by saying I'm trying to bolster my self-esteem. Well, no, it's not what I'm doing. I'm trying to protect my ego. And, and I need to learn how to, I needed to learn how to turn that around and say, uh, you know, that it's that it's my own uh, behavior that that I have control of that I have that I can change that I need to change, and that when I do that, when I focus on my own faults, my own uh, weaknesses, and I uh, take responsibility for that, then I then I can grow, and and, and then I have a chance of recovering. Uh, with the family through the dysfunction and uh you know uh, there we're we're all of course you know we've created dysfunction in our families and when and been the victim of it as well and and yet the recovery is there for the taking if we will simply start taking responsibility for our own side of the street and cleaning our own side of the street. It's the only, it's the only effective tool that we have to clean our own side of the street. And, uh, and, and, and that's what this chapter is reminding us here. And, uh, and asking the God to show us patience, tolerance, kindness, and love in the process. And with that, I'm going to pass. Thank you. Thank you for getting this started, Craig. Before we get our, first group of names, just a reminder that although we value everyone's experience, we ask that you please limit your share to every third day in order that others might share their experience too. Please give me your first name only and the first initial of your last name. Who would like to share on what was read today? Melissa C. All right, I got Melissa C. Somebody else is right there with her, but I didn't catch that. Kelly S. Kelly S. Got you, Kelly. Pedro B. Pedro. Who else?
I've got Melissa C, Kelly S, Pedro B. Who else would like to share this morning? Bridget M. Bridget M. Anna A. Ken W. H. Is that was that Anna A? Yes. And Ken W. H. All right. Here's our lineup. Melissa C, Kelly S, Pedro B, Bridget M, Anna A, and Ken W H. And uh, please remember to include the first initial of your last name and your state when you introduce yourselves. Melissa C, you were up first, followed by Kelly S. Go ahead, Melissa. Hey, thanks so much, Rick. Thanks for uh, for leaving the meeting this morning. I, I hope I'm able to be heard. I don't always have a great signal. Um, my name is Melissa C. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. I live in New York, and um, I get so much from this paragraph. Um, first of all, in my family, I'm told I have to take the lead. Like, that means that if I don't like the way things are in my family, then I actually have to do the work. I've got to be there. I've got to be setting the example rather than, you know, standing on my moral high spot and telling other people what they ought to do to make improvements. Um, you know, I find out, like, more and more, um, if I don't like the way things are going in my family or in my life, I have to look back at myself. I have to look at myself. What kind of an example am I setting? And I think, you know, it's especially as as a mom, um, you know, if mom is sick, if mom's not well, family is not functioning. I mean, that it's real hard for a family to be functioning well when mom's not functioning. And, and so, you know, now living in a, in a recovered state, you know, um, there's residual damage and there, that damage is like, uh, you know, I'm happy to say that we've made like incredible progress in my family, but every time that I don't like the way something is, um, I, I know that the roots of, of the things that are bothering me come from within me, that, that I had a great hand in it. And so I have to have the biggest hand in cleaning it up. You know, the other thing I get from this paragraph is, um, you cannot do this program without prayer and meditation. I don't believe that you're working a 12-step program if you skip that because it's all over the place. And so it says, you know, when people say, I don't know what to meditate on, I don't know how to meditate, well, right here it's saying, like, I'm at it, you know, part of my meditation practice is I go through my family, you know, I go actually go through my family and I go through my students because they're in my lives pretty, you know, intimate basis. I close my eyes and I really think, okay, God, you know, how do you want me to be for these people today? How can I bring patience, tolerance, kindliness, and love into those relationships? And when I really have an intention and follow suit, those relationships improve greatly. And um, with that, I'll pass. Thanks. Well, thank you so much, Melissa. Kelly, yes, you're up next, followed by Pedro B. Go ahead, Kelly. Good morning, guys. Thanks, Rick. Uh, good to hear you. Thanks for your service. It's Kelly S. Recovered Compulsive Eater and Bulimic in Oklahoma. So um, I was really wanting to share on this paragraph. Um, there is a long period of reconstruction ahead. Definitely not an overnight matter or an over week or an over month. This is like decades of, of uh, reconstruction ahead. 
and I do have to take the lead. And um, I just wanted to share about it because I had um, this come up, well, it comes up all the time, but it came up last week specifically, even in a recovered state, all of this stuff, right? The benevolence can be, we have to watch out for those. And so this um, thing is like, okay, so here I am abstinent, recovered, have been so for just a little while. And, you know, um, my wife basically sits me down and talks to me again about how, you know what I've done? I'm falling back into pages 60 to 63, you guys. It is a daily struggle for me not to get back into that director's chair. And I've shared that before, you know, God's always like, Kelly, get out of my chair. So, but you know, when, we, when I start to step on the toes of the of people that love me, that I love, they retaliate, you know, and I get to hear the impact of this behavior on her. And she's, she's upset and she's frustrated because I'm, you know, I just want to tell you guys this. I'm just trying to help her. I'm just trying to help her. She needs me, right? She needs me to tell her she's working too much. She needs me to tell her she's not coming home when she says. I'm just trying to help her, right? But I'm seeing the impact of this. And, I'm, and so the first few seconds she's telling me this, I need to go to help to self-pity. I'm like, what the hell? I'm recovered. I'm working my program. I cannot believe I'm falling back into this again. Oh, my God, what's wrong with me? And gratefully, God stepped in. I was able to listen with open ears and an open heart and hear and see what I do on a daily basis. We don't just clean this stuff up. This is a long road. And I have to remember, I have to just keep doing this work. And then I'm reminded, what do I have to do? I have to ask each morning. Again, it's a daily reprieve contingent on the maintenance of my spiritual condition because my spiritual connection with God is what's going to do it. So I'll ask every day to help, you know, God help me with my relationship with my wife. And then it does better. And so I move on to some other things and it's a daily reprieve. So every day I have to ask God in meditation, my, my creator, the way of patience, tolerance, kindness, and love, because it doesn't come natural for me. I get back in that director's chair so much all the time. And I'm grateful to find out I'm not alone, alone in this long period of reconstruction. The truth is I got to be authentic, telling myself, tell you guys, go to God, make amends, not just that mumbling, right? I have to start living and showing up different with God, through God, and by the grace of God, I'm willing to do that. And with that, I pass. Thanks, Rick. Thank you so much, Kelly. Pedro B., you're up next, followed by Bridget M. Go ahead, Pedro. Good morning, my brothers and sisters. Uh, can I be heard, Rick? Uh, yes, you can. Oh, thank you. Yeah, my name is Pedro B. I am a grateful, compulsive overeater addicted to sugar, flour, and volume in food. Um, yeah. Uh, yes, there's a long period of reconstruction ahead. So um, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to build, you know, a new way of life. You know, for me, you know, and and uh, a long period of construction ahead means that uh, that I have to work at this every single day, right? Uh, I'm not cured of alcoholism. I'm not cured of compulsive overeating. What I really have is a daily reprieve contingent on the maintenance of my spiritual condition. So what that tells me is that I have to, or no, I don't have to do anything. I need to, or I want to work on my spiritual condition. That is crucial. That is the most important thing. Uh, and, and you know, this uh, cleaning house, I remember I had a, uh, an AA sponsor that, that told me, you know, the house is, is, is your mind. And 
and and the way you clean your mind is you put the ideas of the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous in one side of the ear, and it will push out all the BS that you have in your head, and then that's the way your mind gets gets clear, you know. And and, and amends, you know, uh, the way I understand amends is looking at my part. What was it that I did that hurt people? Right, the, the family mumbling is is about a new behavior. It's all about change, changing my ways of of acting, changing my way of thinking, changing the way I speak. It's all about change, you know. And and what I found is in all of my amends that I have made through through this process through the years is that when I make an amends, all the time my relationship improve with whatever the family the friend especially the family or you know it it doesn't matter it's all about relationships right relationship with myself relationship with this higher power this god as i understand it and the relationship with people about me that's what the steps are about for me so anyway if you're new give yourself a break and and keep doing what gets the good you know and it's it's a simple program right is uh, I get up in the morning, I do a prayer, I go to a meeting, I call my sponsor, I I reach out to my fellows, I read the big book, uh, you know, and 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 on and on and on. It's, and it, and it's all about today. Today is the day that I work on my recovery. Today is the day that I need to continue. For me, the key word is continue. Continue on the road to happy destiny. Right, because I'm trying to get to it's a reminder. Thanks, Rick. Um, uh, everybody have a great day. I pray that we can be truly happy, joyous, and free today. Thank you, Pedro. Bridget M. You're up next, followed by Anna A. Go ahead, Bridget. Good morning, everyone. Thank you, Rick, for your service. Good morning. I am a new person on this journey. The previous paragraph spoke to me all weekend, all weekend. And as we go into this new paragraph, this is going to be a long, long journey. Yes, because it has been decades, as someone said, of destruction, of criticism, of tearing people down, just unruliness, selfishness, and I thank God for this program. I know that God is going to guide me as I go through these steps, as I go on this journey. I started amends with my husband, and he says he can see the change. He doesn't know what I'm doing, and I haven't shared it to that degree, but I thank God that I have come upon a change for my life, a change for my family, a roadmap. I pray. I pray to God that he renews my mind, that he continually covers me and keeps me. I thank each and every one of you fellows for your re- outreach. 
I learned so much in such a short period of time because I knew I knew I was on a path of destruction. And I thank and praise God for the discovery of 12-step OE. And I thank each and every one of you for the calls and all that you've done. And I pray that you pray for me as I pray for you that I continue to walk this journey. This morning, my book got stuck in my phone. I had to grab my my physical blue book and get to that page because everything was trying to block me. I cannot allow my character defects to block me from recovery. I thank you, and I pass. All right, that was Bridget M. Bridget, what state are you calling from, please? My name is Anna A. I'm calling from Michigan. Hold on just a second, Anna. Um, oh, sorry. In. Uh, can you tell us what state you're calling from, please? Texas. I'm sorry, Bridget in Texas. All right. Thank you. All right, Anna A., you're up next, followed by Ken W.H. Go ahead, Anna. I'm sorry. I was unmuting myself, and I didn't hear what you were saying. I'm sorry. Um, I'm Anna A. I'm calling from Michigan. Um I wanted to share about this paragraph because when I started my process of reconstruction, I didn't want to see my side of the street. I didn't want to clean it. I just want to. I just wanted to see my mom's failures and how much she hurt me. I just couldn't see my my role in that play, and I. It took me a long time. I have a brother with autism and he usually speaks or most of the time he speaks about, about our childhood with so much joy and gratitude and he shares our birthday parties, how our parents took us for vacations. I couldn't see it. I just couldn't see it. I told him he was naive, that he couldn't see all the pain we went through, how our mom was violent with us. And then I, I learned that I was holding on to this story because it gave me the power to be the victim, the power to feel that people owe me, that my mom owe me, that the world was against me. It took me many four steps to start my reconstruction with my mom when I decided to believe the story my brother was saying and decided how I was also sharing the responsibility. I got some winning when I was talked to my old story because I felt like I had power. It gave me some satisfaction, uh, stupid gratification, immediate gratification. When I made amends, when I saw my brother's truth and I took it because it is true, when I saw what I've done, what I did to her, I changed my narrative. I changed my story. I'm telling a different story now. And I'm so grateful that I can make amends to my mom and that my relationship with her is different. There, I still have to build things. And I'm, I'm very glad she's alive. I'm very grateful that I can still work my relationship with her. But I just want to say that I needed to leave behind the story I was telling myself about my childhood and to look 
at my side of the street and change that narrative because it took me a childhood, a teenager years, an adult life in so much pain. I got nothing. And now I feel so free. There is so much freedom after the work, after we work the steps. Um, and that's all I have. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Anna. Ken WH, you're up next, and we'll get some more names. Hello there, neighbor. Hey, neighbor. <clears throat> Good morning, Rick. This is Ken WH, recovered, <clears throat> excuse me, compulsive overreader in North Carolina. Uh, I'm just aware, um, uh, you know, the book talks about clearing away the wreckage of the past. And, and I'm aware that, um, you know, I, I produced a whole lot of wreckage that went well beyond my side of the street. Um, there's there's <laughs> debris all over the place. And um, I think to some degree I'm responsible for cleaning some of that up too. And that may mean going across the street uh, to, to help clean up <laughs> the debris that just got scattered uh, or when I swept it, I swept it so hard I threw it over to your side of the street so I wouldn't have to look at it anymore. Um, no, I have to look at all that stuff, and I have to realize that that I brought down a lot of damage on folk, and I'm I'm responsible. Um, I am. It says here my own actions are partly responsible. So um, it says that I I'm supposed to clean house with the family. Uh, so that means I need to cross the street. I need to get with people. I need to get with others that have uh, been in the way of my wreckage, uh, all of my stumbling blocks that I put in front of them. And I, I need to sit down with them and talk with them and help them as best I can, at least take my pieces, my wreckage, my <laughs> debris, uh, back to my side of the street to deal with it and uh, clean it off. Um, so uh, there's, a, there's a double responsibility here. And, and it talks about apologies and, you know, um, uh, um, a mumbling and I'm sorry it doesn't do it. And of course it doesn't. Because um, usually when I say I'm sorry, uh, um, <laughs> you might hear after that, well, I didn't mean to, or um, I'm sorry if I hurt you. No, that that's not. No, those aren't apologies. Those are cop outs. Um, I need to be able to say right out loud to someone when I'm apologizing. I'm sorry. I did this. It was hurtful, and I'm making um, efforts to change that so that it won't happen again. So it's um, there's a lot of interaction going on here uh, beyond just walking up and down my side of the street and. Uh, it's not even my side of the street. It's God's side of the street. And he wants me to, it's actually God's street. <laughs> I think God wants me to work and clean the whole thing up if I can, as best I can, uh, to be a part of that. So that's all I have. Thanks for letting me share, Rick. You take care. Thank you, Ken. All right. Before we continue with our second group of names, we are in the chapter into action on page 83, the first paragraph beginning with, yes, there is a long period of reconstruction ahead and reading through patience, tolerance, kindliness, and love. And though we value everyone's experience, we ask that you please limit your share to every third day in order that others might share their experience too. Who else would like to share today? Julie R. Dr. Julie. Lisa B.T. 
Lisa BT? Yes. Gotcha. Who else? All right, Julie R., you're up now, followed by Lisa BT, then I'll get some more names. Go ahead, Julie. Hi, thanks, Rick. Julie R. Recovering Compulsive Overeater. Um, you know, the long reconstruction ahead. And reconstruction, you know, I would tear down people. You know, I just, you know, I was manipulative, I was mean, I ran my ego, and I love the previous, one of the previous years about get out of my chair, right? I mean, yeah, I thought everybody needed my help, and I left a lot of wreckage in my, in the wake, as they say. And it's like, when you think about it, it's like I have a, a long reconstruction. I have to rebuild those relationships that I crumble or that I put the little chip in and that thing just started to fragment. And, you know, I don't know about you, but people didn't trust this, quote, unquote, new Julie. I needed to have time time under my belt, so to speak. But, you know, of course, abstinence, but I mean, the what my behaviors, how did I act? How did I, how did I think? You know, what, 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 what were my actions? You know, did I follow it up by um, being kind and patient and tolerant? And these are hard things because, you know, I'm human and I don't want to say that that's a cop-out, but thank gosh we've got a program and it's a spiritual program that I have to do this work day in and day out because sometimes I think I'm, like, doing really good, and then my husband will sit down and say, you know, Julie, you really haven't been available to me lately. And it's kind of like, what do you mean I'm not been available? I've been doing this, this, and this. Yeah, but I haven't been one-on-one. Um, and, you know, yeah, I've cleaned up, you know, my um, my amends and, and all of the big stuff, but it's like, yeah, it's like, you know, without being flippant, you know, living in 10, 11, 12, it's kind of like, no, i got to thrive in 10, 11, and 12. And how do I continue to reconstruct? Because, you know, I heard a lot of people, and it's going to take a long time for me to reconstruct something that was better than it was before because what I had before wasn't so good. Um, so anyway, I'm just so grateful that we're reminded that, you know, yeah, this, this work is not easy. Um, but, man, it, you know, to, to clean it up and to not create those horrific harms anymore, but yet to be reminded that i got to step up my game at times, too. So, hey, thank you so much. Uh, thank you, Julie. Could you tell us the state you're calling from, please? Julie R., could you tell us the state you're calling from? She's from California, Rick. Thank you. California. All right, Lisa BT, you are up next, followed by some more names. <laughs> Go ahead, Lisa. <laughs> okay. Thanks very much, Rick. Um, my name's Lisa BT. Um, I am in Guelph, Ontario, near Toronto, and I am a very grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. And um, patience, that's the word that really, really uh, stood out to me um, this morning. Um, I, 
I had an experience um, in, within the past six, seven months. It was really yet a new a new place in this ongo- ongoing story um, of recovery and also relationships with other people. Um, my my daughter, who is um, in her um, early 20s, um, came to me and well, basically sent me a text and said, uh, Mom, I'm really mad at you. I have to get this off my chest. And she talked about a bunch of stuff. And um, I had... Um, made what I thought was an amends, um, you know, to her. Um, and, uh, I just thought, Oh, I'm so happy. I'm so glad that she's ready to tell me some of the things that are on her chest. Um, that, that my, that, that my, you know, quote unquote amends, I guess, hadn't, hadn't reached because this is, as somebody said earlier, this is a relationship. This is my side of the street, but it's also, um, you know, where's the other person at or what kind of time might they need to come to, you know, perhaps a deeper level of, Hey, we need to talk about this. And thanks to program, I was able to say to her, I'm so glad you'd like to talk. Let's, you know, let's make some time. And I, I was, I was very, it was very important to me that I get back to her immediately that I really respected her desire to to speak and that um, that's what we did. We actually rented a little Airbnb in the neighborhood and spent an overnight together because I really didn't know where it was going to go, but I wanted to give it lots and lots of time. And again, that is thanks to program. So we we sat down together and, you know, she was very tearful and she, you know, was saying things like, you know, that I hadn't been there for her, um, you know, things that were true, um, but but clearly my amends had not touched yet. And um, so I was talking to a, a friend about it uh, later, and she just said, you know, wow. She said, you know, I wish my, my mom had done that with my with my sister because she had a similar situation with her sister and her mom. And I said, you know, it was program. Um, you know, program has taught me that just be ready to be available to whatever it is that comes up, right? That, that I can never sort of assume, oh, yeah, that's done. Um, just just allow the flow to keep happening. And that, I think, for me is why, you know, when people say, you know, I have a life beyond my wildest dreams, part of me, I often used to wonder about that, what that, what that was and saw it as kind of a fixed thing where you get to a certain point. And no, it seems to be much more about can I just be alive in the stream of life? whatever is unfolding. And that was my experience um, with my daughter. And um, with that, I'll pass. Thank you very much. Thank you, Lisa. All right. Um, We are on page 83, the first paragraph, beginning with, yes, there is a long period of reconstruction ahead and reading through patience, tolerance, kindliness, and love. And we need to get some more names here. So let's get going. Sarah from Pennsylvania. What was your name again? Sarah from Pennsylvania. Got you, Sarah. Thank you. Leah S. Leah S. Leah S. from Brooklyn. Got you. Julie K. Okay, Julie. Who else? All right. We'll go with Sarah. And 
I need to get the first initial of your last name, Sarah, when you introduce yourself. Leia S. Julie K. And uh, please include your state you're calling from when you introduce yourself. Go ahead, Sarah. Hi, my name is Sarah K. S. I'm Pennsylvania. Many years before I was in program, my husband was a program person. I used to complain about my friend's behavior, and he would push his glasses down the nose and indicate, you too. I was aghast to realize that I had the same kind of behaviors that were aggravating me from them. (coughs) Fast forward to program. I had a girlfriend, a friend friend, and we were closer than sister for years. We talked every day, several times a day, and all of a sudden, she dumped me. I was full of anguish. How could she do this to me? We were so close. We shared everything. I was like so upset. It was like I went mental over it. Then last year in July, I got a new sponsor. For the 16 years prior to the sponsor, I had never done the big book. When she and I were working on the big book, it was an eye-opener, a revelation that I might have done something, something in my behavior had offended this person that she no longer wanted to be with me as a friend. I had hurt her. I had done something. I never understood that I had part in what happened. It was always, she, 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 how could she, how could she, I'm dying here. And so I wrote her an amend, and I, you know, I, I said, I, I, I'm very sorry, I, through now reading a big book with a new sponsor, it's been revealed to me that I might have done something to hurt you or offend you, for which I'm truly sorry. And I, I wish her the best of luck on her journey and abstinence and sobriety. And she called me and said, thank you for the amend. We have since um, be, become friends again. And I know that I have to be aware of that I might do things that disturb people. And so I've asked my friends, please, I know people don't do this in program, But I live alone, and I need to know, if I've done anything to offend you or annoy you, please tell me so I can work on this, and we can have a stronger friendship. And I have friends who have told me things I do, like I interrupt or whatever. I have no notion. I live alone with a cat, interacting with people other than program people. And thanks to the graciousness of my friends who love me, they were able to tell me, Sarah, this, that, the other thing. And since then, I have become aware that I just can't say hello and blurt out all my stuff. I have to be courteous and ask how they are and if it's a good time to speak. And I'm so grateful for program for helping me grow. I'm 78 years old. I have wonderful relationships thanks to program and all of you who share, and especially my sponsor who introduced me to the book and opened the world for me and opened my eyes so that whatever time I have left on this earth in friendship with people, with love, etc., I can have, I can forge a strong friendship. If I screw up, 
please tell me so I can be aware and work this out. We can have a stronger friendship than ever. So I'm working on my side of the street every day of the life. Thank you so much for letting me share. Thank you, Sarah. Leah S., you are up next, followed by Julie K. Go ahead, Leah. Good morning, everyone. My name is Leah S., and I'm in Brooklyn, New York, recovered and very grateful. Okay, um, I need to say that I am a compulsive overeater. I am admitting to everyone today I am a compulsive overeater. And as a compulsive overeater and living these steps, it's not always dandy and not always do I want to tackle it. So here we go. I need to look at my side of the street. What am I doing to really anger you? Why do you always yell at me and why can't we get along? So I need to ask God to show me how can I Um, show patience and how can I show tolerance and then of course kindliness and love so um, doing the uh, what I wanted to bring out is the fourth step is so crucial to doing the eighth and ninth step because uh, it brings me to humility it brings me to surrender yes I am and was a procrastinator that's why you guys didn't believe me because I always used to promise you who knows what and um yeah i i i I loved um being right, and yeah, I loved interrupting you i I didn't want to hear what you had to say i wanted I wanted to say what I wanted to say, you know, um cleaning my side of the street is really reconstructing who I am and what I am, and really um. It's not such a good thing to to always um, have your opinion and your way all the time. And and you know what? I learned so much from each and every one of you. And with that, I will pass. Thank you, Leah. Julie K., you're up next, and we'll get... Julie K, hit star one to unmute. Uh, thanks, Rick. Hi, this is Julie K, recovering in Connecticut. Um, so I have been married for 14 years, and I have not made a true amends to my wife in those 14 years. I have taken responsibility in the spirit of the 10th step here and there, but really sat down and given her my true amends. I have not done that yet. And I haven't done it because... I have a million excuses that don't involve me. It's always her. She's not going to accept it. She's going to get angry. She, 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 she. And since the end of March, I have been reading pages 62 and 63 of the big book almost every day. And, you know, there has been a big shift where I realized, you know, the reason why I haven't given her my amends has nothing to do with her. It's because I have relied so heavily on, but I didn't mean to, that wasn't my intention, you know, but you, and if I give her my amends, I have to take responsibility and can no longer say, I didn't mean to, I can no longer say, yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but, 
I am admitting to myself, to my higher power, and to my wife that I have relied so heavily on my defects of character, and here's what they are. I see them. I can touch them. They are real. There's no such thing as I didn't mean to anymore. You know, my intention doesn't matter if I hurt someone. You know, if I crash my car into a tree, I didn't mean to. Okay, but I did. <laughs> you know, I can't use that anymore. And that's really scary. But if I'm truly living in the steps and I truly believe that God has, has me in the palm of his hands no matter what, then I have nothing to fear. I have absolutely nothing to fear. And this group really helps give me a lot of courage around that. And um, I have been writing this amends for a very long time, and, and the time has come. And I heard that this morning, um, that now is the time to sit with my sponsor and finalize and come to my wife and say, I am ready to give this to you. Um, and I'm actually now looking forward to it because I know that it will produce the kinds of changes that are necessary for me to become the wife, the mother, the person that God intends me to be. And with that, I will pass. Thank you, Julie. And i uh, got time for a couple of a more uh, maybe two-and-a-half-minute shares. Who else would like to come on? Sarah M. from Massachusetts. Sarah M. Who else? One more. Cheryl L. from New Hampshire. All right, Cheryl L. All right. So uh, if I have room for another person after these, we will. Sarah M., you're up next, followed by Sarah L. Go ahead, Sarah. Uh, Okay, Sarah M. from Massachusetts. May I be heard? Yes. Okay, hi, uh, Sarah M., and uh, currently I'm in beautiful South Carolina. Uh, Today is my 30th wedding anniversary, and uh, of which I'm truly grateful to God for. Uh, My 25th anniversary, I couldn't have, you know, even thought about going away on a vacation with my husband because we just weren't getting along, couldn't, really couldn't get along at all. And uh, I'm going to give today the fact that I'm in this program and my loving God all the credit for the fact that I'm here with my husband and just absolutely love him to pieces. Uh, This program through using the tools of uh, fourth step, tenth step, um, all all the steps has really brought me to this place where I can see, you know, what a wonderful um, marriage I have, how how, how lucky I am. Um, I, um, I I just never imagined that I'd be in this place where I came to this program because of the problem with food, and now so much of my personal life has straightened out. Um, and, of course, my spiritual life has taken on a whole different uh, meaning, a whole different track, daily turning my uh, my life over to God, um, asking for the ability to pause, to, the patience, tolerance, kindliness, and love. Every day I'm asking God for, to be able to, to show that to all the people that I'm interacting with, especially my husband, who was my, my biggest fourth amend. My biggest fourth step and my biggest ninth step amends 
And I will say, after the night seven ends with my husband, things started to take a turn because the lines of communication that were blocked were so long opened. And, uh, you know, I, I always say God's a great, great interpreter in my marriage, especially came between us, helped interpret all the misread signals and communications over the years. And, uh, you know, we've come to this different place and truly grateful to this program, to all the fellows that have worked for 10 steps with me that are on the line today, uh, where I can go back and see my part for a slight, you know, infraction or taking something personal or whatever. And I can just see my part, my, my selfishness. Gentle I'm reminder. Thinking. Okay, so I'll wrap it up. But I just want to say thank you, God. Thank you, OA. 12 steps. Amazing. Have a good day, everyone. Thank you, Sarah. And Cheryl L., you are up next. Cheryl L., he'll start more. Oh, sorry. There you are. Hi, Cheryl. (laughs) Good morning. This is Cheryl L. calling from New Hampshire this morning. And um, I just wanted to just say thank you to all of the people who shared on the meeting this morning. Um, I'm currently working steps 10, 11, and 12 um, to the best of my ability. But, you know, bringing me back to to step nine and that long period of reconstruction, you know, I'm recalling some of those amends that I made, you know, maybe a month or so ago. And this is a good reminder for me to check in and see how am I doing with that period of reconstruction? You know, how am I doing with letting people, um, you know, letting people know that I'm there for them, you know, being available to them and listening to them and, and really trying to, to carry out those amends, you know, on a daily basis or every chance that I get to, to be in, you know, be in contact with them. And, um, and I'm not doing so great. I mean, I, you know, I'm in the process of getting ready to move to Florida. And so my life is really full with that. But, um, but just taking a moment each day to, to think about those people that I made amends to and, and to, um, and to maybe make an outreach call to them and to say, Hey, I'm thinking about you today. How are you doing? Um, so I just wanted to, to share that and, um, and to thank you all. You know, these meetings really help me to, um, to stay focused, I, you know, and I can get out of focus so easily. But these meetings help to bring me back in, rein me in, and, um, and put me in, let me look at my feet and see, okay, where are you today, and how is your program going today? So with that, I will pass. Thank you. Thank you much, Cheryl, and that um, we have less than a minute left, so we'll go ahead and wrap it up there. Uh, thank you to everyone who shared. Please join us for a second unreported hour of study immediately following closing. The share ID for today, Monday, May 22nd, 2023, is 20,281. We will now close with a reading from the Big Book on page 164, followed by the Serenity Prayer. Will Judith S.P. please read a vision for you? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Hi, Rick. Thank you, and thank you, everyone, for your shares today. Very powerful. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. We ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously... You cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. 
This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then. Pass. Okay, waiting for the recording to be stopped. All right, thank you, Judith. I will now ask everyone to press star one to unmute so we can say the serenity prayer together. Prayer. God, God, 